everyone. I'm Dawn, the host of Procovery Podcasts. To everyone who has listened to previous podcasts, welcome back. And to those of you who are listening for the first time, thank you for joining us. Today we are featuring the third podcast of our Spotlight on LA County series with an inspirational interview with a longtime Procovery supporter and a licensed Procovery Circle facilitator, Fred Lee. If you tuned in to last week's podcast, you heard a compilation of interview snippets from three highly valued members of our Los Angeles Procovery community, including Fred, who is currently the Community Integration Program Manager at Project Return Peer Support Network, Los Angeles County's longest-running peer support program, which operates on the motto, Taking Charge Together. We are proud to have Fred as a longtime member of our Los Angeles Procovery community. Here, Fred talks about what attracted him to Procovery and what resonated with him. Well, it opened up a new way of thinking for me. It helped me to relate to my uh, service providers and to kind of start dealing with self-stigma. Because, you know, I had always looked at stigma like just outer and not so much inner stigma. And it really gave me a, a little bit of energy and vision to start looking at myself. The other things were the amazing quotes and stuff like that. They just really, a lot of them I seemed to, seemed to resonate with me and they just hit home. Another thing was the freedom that Procovery has and just the, the concept of recovering forward, the freedom it gave me, whereas other programs, they don't really reach down into you and yet give you the freedom that I really appreciated. And just seeing how to change the lives of those around me. Actually, recovery is one of the early uh, ideas that started dealing with person-centered recovery. And so that was a new concept to me, person-centered. Up until that time, I'd always I'd been really um, into the diagnosis of symptoms and monitoring my symptoms and a diagnosis, defining who I was. And my whole life was about recovery. And it wasn't about the other aspects of life, you know, about school, work, leisure, spirituality, all those things that are in life, you know. They weren't very much in my world at the time that I bumped into Procovery. Fred shares with us how Procovery has affected him on a personal level. Here's what he has to say. Like I say, it's just given me a freedom to grow and to expand my horizons and to play with new concepts and um, create change in my life. You know, it's done a lot of things. It's helped me think about hope, and the hope busters thing is really powerful for me. In the old days, you know, I'd run into a person that was a hope buster, and I would try to either talk them out of it or I'd feel terrible. You know, I didn't realize that I could just walk away from them and not think about it, and that's sort of a spiritual way of dealing with a situation like that, you can't change them, and you know they're toxic to you, so you just, okay, see you later. You know, it's as simple as that, but little things like that, recovery really helped me in practical ways. It's just helped and helped and helped. I can't say enough about it. I really, you can tell, I really love recovery. Next, Fred shares with us his appreciation for the focus on fidelity within the recovery program. I really like the um, strong focus on fidelity because 
I've seen recovery over the years, you know, back when. It really just kind of got butchered. I mean, everybody was using the cards, and they would read a little excerpt out of the book. There wasn't much structure, though. The groups would go on a long time, or they'd just be real short. And I think the fidelity that we have now of the five minutes, the 15, and the 15, the 15, is really a powerful way to do a group. Here, Fred speaks about several quotes that resonate with him from the power of Procovery and the Procovery cards. Favorite things is stuff like the quote, many of us are jobless not because we are not capable of working, but because we are taught that we are unemployable. And in the field that I, I work with peers in lock facilities and board and cares, and there's so much learned helplessness, it's overwhelming. And that's what that is when somebody says, well, you know, you really can't work, and you're a schizophrenic, and you have to watch out for stress, and realize that the rest of your life is you'll be taking meds and watching out for stress, and so just be happy in your board and care, and see you in a month, you know, for three minutes, and renew your prescription. I mean, that's how it is, and those are like a death sentence to people, words like that. So because we're taught we're unemployable, because we're taught we're schizophrenic, because we're taught all these horrible things. And so I really got more clear on that when I try to help people. Think about that. Think about being person-centered. Think about what their rights are as a human being. And so that's, that's something I use a lot. And the quotes, I mean, I've never seen a book with so many good quotes. Like, when I cannot write a poem, I bake biscuits and feel just as pleased. And that's a Zen thing, a total Zen thing. Because um, I'm like a musician and an artist, you know, and a lot of times you get stuck. And I don't just freak out about it anymore. I just go, okay, well, let me do something else and do that consciously and, and enjoy that, you know, and let go of stuff that's troubling me. And uh, I can't always do that, but just knowing that that's available to me helps a lot. Here, Fred shares his feelings about hope and what gives him hope. Hope, you know, actually, I think you guys, recovery, us guys, have a good definition of it, you know, the expectation of fulfillment. And what gives me hope is just the constant growth I have, the way my life has expanded and stuff, and the way I can throw off negativity, because that really interferes. My whole life, it really interfered with things. It interfered with working, or working as good as I could, or quitting because I wasn't good enough, stuff like that. And those are like hopeless states. When you can't throw that off, it's like, well, I might as well not even try. You know, it's not going to work. What gives me hope is the belief that something will happen in the future. It's hope and dreams are really related to me. Hope is sort of the realization that the dream will be realized, for me in a practical way, in little footsteps, baby steps. So that gives me hope. And knowing that I'm going to get through it, and when I first was introduced to Procovery, I was still very tentative in my life. I was working like part-time, and I was really bound up with the theory and this and that. And I had some hope, but I didn't really have a hope that my life would work. I realized my um, mental health issues got in the way of everything. I had already had like 15, 16 years sobriety in AA, and that didn't do it. So the mental health part was like the missing link. And part of the missing link for me of the mental health part is recovery filled a lot of those spaces that were still hollow. And so I got more and more strength and more and more empowerment. And this was like a backup for me that said, yeah, you're on the right track. Yeah, it's okay. It will be okay. And you can do it, you know. And now I've been working full-time for five years and supervising and doing a lot of stuff I never thought I would do. 
So I attribute a lot of it, you know, to what I've learned from a lot of different things over the years, but I think one of the most profound things that I've been involved in is recovery, and that's really helped me more than any one program, except getting sober, but in terms of mental health and my life moving forward, it never moved forward even though I was sober. It's like AA did what it promised, it kept me sober, but it didn't do all those other things that I expected. By the time I had the psychiatric distress, I was really ashamed and hopeless and, you know, I had cut loose everybody and I was in total isolation, you know, and in a grave danger to myself. So this helped me. I mean, it takes a while to get far away from that. And this helped me get even further away from that and replace it with good things. Next, Fred talks about what he would share with someone who is interested in procovery. I would talk about some of the principles, you know, of moving forward, and I would talk about being person-centered and how we're not our diagnosis. I mentioned how it did help me relate to my service providers. It really helped me develop a relationship with my doctor and, at that time, a case manager. Unfortunately, when I moved, I had to shift clinics and stuff, and I never had a doctor like I had then who would really work with me and I could really communicate with, but it gave me enough self-empowerment that I can deal with that. So it really helped with my self-empowerment. It helped with the self-stigma and stuff, and I would talk to people about that, give them some concepts to think about. Now, I'd probably give them some quotes. So I like that one. It's not about finding yourself, it's about creating yourself. And that's a novel concept. Because most people in mental health field or in recovery are looking for answers, recovery answers, and this and that. They're not thinking about the power of creating yourself, of making yourself who you want to be. I mean, that's pretty, pretty radical. When we asked Fred if there was anything else he would like to add, this is what he had to say. Just said, I think Kathleen Crowley is amazing. She's an amazing person, and Casey is too. And Casey reminds me of her mother a lot, you know. And I'm just really glad I met them and Randy and everything. And how they've always been so loving and so uh, good examples of living a recovery life and uh, very gracious people. <clears throat> you know, I'm sorry to hear about Randy and stuff, um, but they're. they're People I really look up to and that inspire me to be as gracious. And that's another thing with the snack. The end, you know, the end where you socialize and stuff like that, that's a real opportunity to be gracious and show people that you value them. It's like when we go to a group of the cases, there's always nice stuff there and she has a little raffle. And, you know, it reminds me of the, the beauty of recovery. You know, when you when you could take the easy way out or the, I'll just get them, you know, uh, a few chips and a soda, that'll do it. The cage always shows up with really nice food-based drinks and nice little cookies and little things that say, hey, you're worth it. Like going to, a, you know, like going to a good friend's house on a holiday almost, you know, where everybody is special on that day. And I think people feel really special with the structure of the group, the way it is now. But I want to see it take off. I really want to see it in L.A. I really want to see it wherever. But especially in L.A., I'd really like it to take off. So that's what I would like to add. I'd really like to help however I can to expand recovery and give more people hope and the courage to move forward and the support they need and the understanding. Um, there's a lot of human understanding. and it's really, a, it's really a good program. 
We would like to thank Fred greatly for taking the time to speak with us and for his continued commitment and support throughout the years, and we look forward to many, many more. Please continue to tune in each week as we will hear from additional inspiring and diverse guests across varied settings. Also, please remember to pass the Procovery Podcast page link along to friends, family, and colleagues, along with our new YouTube channel as well, which can be found at www.youtube.com slash Procovery Institute. Today we would like to end with a quote by George Bernard Shaw that deeply resonates with Fred as well as all of us here at Procovery Institute. Life is not about finding yourself. Life is about creating yourself. <laughs>